0: you want to be a wise guy, you can do it in the ring. you want to be a strong man, you can do it in the ring. you want to be an Indian chief, cop you can do it in the ring. You can do it in the morning. The most line in sports entertainment today. From Australia to Japan. here once again at In Your Head Wrestling Radio. I am the internet icon, the pride of the pilgrims, handsome Jackie Jones, the most honest man in all of podcasting. That's right. So we're live here on a Wednesday for Inauguration Day. the a proud day for all my fellow Americans here. Uh, we didn't do the show last night because I didn't watch any wrestling, but we're doing it live tonight. Following AEW Dynamite, you're, you're asking yourself, Jackie Jones, how can I follow the show if you're usually live on Tuesdays and then out of the blue you're live on Wednesday? Why well, post it on the Facebook group? And you say, "Well, Jackie Jones, I know I'm not a member of Facebook. I'm on MeWe." Uh, I am still one of the, the last members of MySpace. I'm on the friendster. Well, you know what you can do, folks. You subscribe right here to IYH Wrestling on the YouTube. Then you ask yourself, Jackie Jones. I subscribe, but now I just know when you post a new show. Ah, uh-huh. well, I have the an answer for you, my friend. You click that little icon in the bottom. I don't mean the internet icon, because that's the big icon. I mean the little icon. You hit that little bell icon, and you will get a notification every time the show is live. I'm going to take these glasses off, because you can uh, see the reflection of all my screens and what's going on. you got to keep the mystery alive here. Uh, Inter said he was going to join me uh, yesterday, but you can never tell with that, with that fellow that he could be off, you know, um, on, uh, on secret business, you know what I'm saying, or, you know, just taking a, a poop, but who knows. So anyway, if he's not here, whatever, we're going to uh, go over Dynamite from earlier tonight. I'm going to a- answer all the questions on the Facebook group, give out the rest of the Royal Rumble numbers. It'll be a good time. It's not going to be a really long show because I have surgery tomorrow. I have a uh, surgery uh, to correct some uh, veins in my leg. They're going to uh, inject them and kill the veins, shut them down. That's it. They did a whole test to make sure these veins weren't important. And in my mind, I was like, well, aren't all veins important, but apparently not. So they don't go anywhere. So it's like the kids just going to shut them down. If like, they went to my uh, kicker up here, then it would be bad times. But, so they're not important. I'm going to shut them down. If that doesn't work, the next step is they're going to actually remove the veins with little hooks. It sounded like something right out of Hellraiser, like the centibites are going to come with these hooks. They're going to cut me open and rip out my veins. But hopefully this one works. This one, instead of ripping them out, they just take a uh, – uh, they inject them, and then, like, they close up and die. More I think about I don't know about this. Maybe it's just some crazy quack. Anyway, forget all that. We're going over AEW Dynamite for January twentieth, two thousand twenty-one, folks. Twenty twenty-one, crazy. Who knew uh, the world would 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 uh, well? Everyone knew, I guess, it would. But who knew? Twenty twenty-one seems so in the future when I was a child. Uh, brother. But anyway, let's go. I'm sure some of your birth dates seemed in the future to me as a child because I'm old. Speaking of being old, uh, in a month from yesterday, 21, tw- 29 days from today, I turned 45. 45, that's a milestone. You only turned 45 once. 45 years old, 45 years young. You want to celebrate with Jack? How do you do it? Send me gifts. Send Jack gifts. Send it to a uh, care of Neil Jones. That is some J Brome. Neil Jones to Campbell street sandwich, Massachusetts or MA is short for mass. Oh, two, five, six, three. And I will open them here. All live on in your head. Just uh, make, put, put underneath the uh, Neil Jones, uh, uh, Jack's birthday, just so I know. Open them live here on the show. Boom! Shakalaka. All right. So, right out the bat, I'm going to tell you folks, I'm a huge AEW fan. I think all of you know that. You know that I am an AEW fan, a Mark. Mark has this negative uh, vibe to it. It's like, ah, I am a Mark. But I'm a fan of AEW. I'm a fan of, of Dynamite. Last week in the Headies, I picked and the, they swept in the Headies, so I, uh, most of the verse agrees with me. Um, they made me, they reinvigorated my fandom in wrestling. Why am I saying this again? You're like Jack, he said all this last week to put this into perspective. Uh, all right, so you know, going in, I'm an AEW fan and I am a dynamite fan, and this is what made me a fan. A fan of wrestling again. I was really, you know, I stopped watching uh impact, I stopped watching WWE earlier this year, but in but uh dynamite AEW's kept me going. So all that said, I thought this was not a good show. So I'm just putting that out there. Did not think this was a good show. All right, so we open with uh the dark order. I'll I'll admit there was some funny stuff in here. Uh, Johnny hungry. I don't know. Uh, I, he's sometimes I think, well, maybe I was wrong. Maybe this guy is funny. He is funny, but he's also, do I want to see him so much? I'm not sure. Do I think he can be a a, a a star for them? Yes. Cause he does have a big following. Is he, am I sold on it? No, I am not. And it pains me to say this because all right, and I don't want to be – people say, Jack, you're you're an asshole. You're a mean bastard. You're – what the hell are you talking about? But I'm going to, say, I'm going to have to say this. When they did the, the Brody Lee tribute, I thought it was one of the most uh, touching episodes of any wrestling show I've ever watched. I thought it was uh, incredibly emotional. And I got physically mad at people who said anything uh, negative about – you know, using Brody's son, anything like that. Fair game for that show. Do whatever you want. Very fitting, very touching, very emotional. I teared up. I thought it was great for the company, for them as people. That being said, Brody Lee's son should not be a regular uh, character on the show. I'm not going to go on a rant and trash him or anything. But it's it's not – it does not make the show good. I'm sorry – one time fantastic a great memory show highlights of that uh, maybe it could pop up again down the future for like a, a brief appearance of of something. I know it was his birthday three days ago maybe they could have put this on 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 their uh, YouTube put on dark this was on their main show. I'm sorry it was a uh, uh, not good uh, very childish uh, Dr. Luther. I tried to give this guy a shot too, but he is he is not ready for prime time. This guy, I'm I'm give him a job, cool. He is not good, not a good. This first time I really heard a promo, not a good talker. Uh, totally washed up as a wrestler. Possibly borderline the worst guy on the roster in the ring. Um, there might be some people that are definitely greener. And like I, am not a big fan of Swole, but. The built-in excuse that she's very green. This guy's as a veteran, and he just shouldn't be in the ring. And not only is he a veteran who's who's washed up, he's a veteran that that I I don't have the the faintest clue who he is, and I I don't think many people do. So I'm um, so I'm sorry he should not be on the show. Uh, his interaction with the kid was like embarrassing. This was this should not have been the show. Um, so I don't want to like totally trash his stuff, but uh, so. Because I, I know it was it was from a good place that they had him on there, but come on. Uh, so Dark Order uh, versus uh, Chaos Theory, and uh, what's the team H2. H two H the team that other team is weird because I actually really like um, um the team. What is oh, I forget the name of the, the guy's name the high flying guy. Actually, I'm on the show, a really cool guy, and 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 Helico. Um, and for a long time, they really didn't use them at all. Then they started to give them a little push and they, they really shined. I thought, um, when they had them have a really long match with uh, somebody recently, but then they kind of back to just being kind of like a job team really, um, it's really weird with the push there. It's, it's kind of starting. It's like one week they're kind of something and the next week they're not. uh, I don't know, but, uh, the match itself was fun. Uh, It was a fun match. I think if you didn't have all the the goofiness at the beginning, I probably just would enjoy it as a match. Awesome dive by uh, Hangman when he came out. I'm not a giant dive guy, but when they're done good, great. This was awesome. Fairly big dude comes out and does the – just run and dives on. Sometimes those big dives when they dive and everybody looks very contrived. This one didn't. Came flying out, jumped on Um, him. Mitten – Jason Mitten's like man crush. His – uh, WCW is, well, that's like woman, cr- his MCW's man crush, not just Wednesday, though, every day. Uh, um, my friend, what is this guy's name? John Silver. Um, so he's out there and he's, uh, you know, he's, he's really putting Adam Page over saying, you know, you got to join the team. Uh, it was kind of funny when they have the stuff come down saying he said yes when he, after he said no, but, uh, I don't know this, this didn't really work for me. Um, too too comedic john silver's a funny guy um what do you do with uh the dark order now are they just a comedy act now uh they're funny it's hard to have miss heels after uh brodie lee passes away do you run with them as baby faces i don't know what you i don't know what the answer is but this isn't the answer for me uh I, I didn't care like this uh, sting and Darby Allen came out. Uh, this, this was fine. I liked, I liked the Darby Allen and sting um, pairing. I think uh sting obviously is a huge, uh, the icon sting and, uh, and Darby Allen, I've been a fan of uh, for a long time. And uh, uh, he was a guy I didn't even know um, on the, on the first show. And he had that great match with Cody. And I was like, well, wow, there's something here. And then, um, he can uh continue to impress me. I, I love the whole pa- the whole uh package. I, I think he's a great in-ring wrestler. Um his all his moves look really cool. He's a very small guy, but um, I don't think it takes away, honestly. he has got a cool look, lots of charisma. Uh not bad on the mic. Uh not not you probably need some work there. But um yeah, I like this pairing. I think he's got a lot of star appeal to him. Uh Taz interrupts. And uh, basically, I think it's going to be like a I'll lead up to a street fight match. Maybe this will be the cinematic match with Sting. Uh, they'll do like a street fight um, with Darby Allen and, uh, and Team Taz and Sting and maybe somebody. So I, I'm into this. I like this. This is one of the better things on the show to me. Um, they went to a Don, uh, Don um, Callis interview with uh, the Young Bucks, like at, uh, I guess it was at Kenny's house. Um, at the start, I was like, I, I love the oil painting of um, – Kenny Omega and Don Callis. I thought that was that was good stuff. That was hilarious. That was very funny. Um, but then I just thought it went on way way too long. You got the gist of it immediately, and um, the young bucks like there's little things like so he goes to pay him off, and they should just be mad that he's trying to pay that he's trying to pay him off. Like hey, uh, just take this money. Uh, and forget about your friend. And they did mention that. That's what the angle should be. But they looked at it, and they were like, we made more than this last week. Total heel line. Uh, You know, people don't want to cheer for someone bragging about how much money they made. Um, And then it just went on and on and on. Uh, It was, uh, well, I didn't think it was good. And I'm a big fan of Don Callis. I've been loving the Don Callis, uh, Kenny Omega stuff. but It just went on too long I thought. Um, speaking of too long, this next match, um, so uh, pretty Peter Avalon, who I'm just going to say he's the, the poor man's Rick Rude, very poor man's, like the, uh, the homeless man's recruit uh, comes out. Uh, I, I'm totally fine with this gimmick if he's like a comedy underneath guy. That's totally fine. Um, so he wrestles uh, Cody, and this is uh, uh, an issue with, with the Cody matches. I mentioned the Darby Allin match where that really put Darby on the map. And the same thing with the um, guy who fought Moxie for the title not too long ago. Put him on the map in, in AEW. Right away, his, his debut match. But the problem is, you can't do that with everybody. Cody can't have these like epic matches with every single guy he, he wrestles. Because then it... it, um, it become, Now, if he did that out of the... When he does that out of the blue... It's great because like wow, this guy really has some. But if every single match Cody has, the, the fairly unknown guy almost wins and, and brings him, you know, to a long match, it's no longer wow, this guy really has something. He's he brought Cody to the limit. It's wow, Cody can barely beat anybody. And uh that's that's what uh this is to me. Just way too long. Uh technically fine. Nothing wrong with, with the actual match, except for the finish. Because they have this goofy comedy finish in a Cody Rhodes match, and Cody's stuff is always uh, really serious, one of my favorite guys. And so, um, uh, I, I mean, in theory, it's funny that he taps out instead of gets slapped. So he has – Cody has him in the figure four, and he goes to slap him in the face, and he taps out because he doesn't want to – they didn't really put it over very well, but the idea was – um, he didn't want to get slapped in the face because he's pretty, so he taps out instead. That's funny for a underneath for like a, a low end job guy. I'd be totally into that gimmick. But you can't use that in a match with Cody Rhodes, like one of your main perennial main, main event guys, and plus, like your main event guy has this job dude in, in the figure four, and the only reason he taps is because he doesn't want to get slapped in the face. He doesn't tap out just because his because the figure four hurts. I thought this was uh, poor, very poor. Um, another thing I was really uh, dumbfounded by because I don't—I've never heard of this guy. I missed the very the opening where they announced him. Uh, Com- Camarado? this huge caveman-looking dude. I thought, and I'm not someone who's just obsessed with you know giant guys. Like I think Brian Cage is not good, but um, this guy looks awesome. And maybe he's got something. I don't know, but it's uh, very bizarre that you would take this guy who definitely has a look, a unique look, giant dude. Um, looks like he's probably green. I, I didn't see enough of him to really have that much of uh, an opinion, but besides it looks cool. And, um, Hey, he definitely has a look and, uh, like a presence about him and looked like he's athletic for a big dude. Probably needs some, you know, uh, technical work, but, uh, but to debut him against John Moxley, and then Moxley beats him with the sleeper. I don't I just don't I'm perplexed. I mean, if it's just a one shot and you never see the guy again, I guess. But um if if you've signed him or you pl- have any plans on with him, I don't know why on earth you would do this. Uh, for his uh first time, first appearance on the show. Makes no sense to me. So um i was fine but i don't get it like a a cold match you never heard of the guy he comes out he wrestles john moxley's and but moxley's return moxley could have he should have fought pretty paul pretty whatever pretty peter and just beat him you know instantly it's his return match you should just beat a guy quick and uh i don't understand a you know your first appearance this guy that. Could potentially be something and he loses he loses, he just gets knocked out with with the sleeper hold. I don't, I don't get it. Very, very strange. Technically, this match was fine. I'd like to see more of this guy, but you've automatically taken him down uh uh lots of not uh lots of steps from just having him uh just lose instantly. I don't. I didn't get it. Um then we had uh Kenny and Don backstage. Um Don's got his face all, his eye all messed up from uh, from the Young Bucks stuff. So Kenny's mad about that. I like Kenny's shirt, by the way. Oh, uh, this was all right. This was fine. It was better than than the other one I thought. Um, Private Party and and uh, Matt Hardy versus Seidel and uh, Top Flight. My light just fell down. This happens a lot with this one. Hmm. Just that one. It's not sticky enough. put it like that what's that do nothing probably none of them do anything ah, we'll it. all right so uh private party matt hardy versus uh matt sidell and top flight so this is another problem for me with um with uh the tna and impact uh connection um i don't watch impact i gave it a shot. I just – it's not for me. I don't want to trash the company just because it's cool to have people – a place where people can work and everything. Um, just the no crowd really just uh, kills it for me. Um, so apparently uh, Private Party well, – I think it was Private Party. Yeah, Private Party won a match on Impact where they're the now the number one tag uh, contenders for the Impact titles. Uh, I guess it was on um, – impact or maybe it was on their pay-per-view. I don't know. Cause this is the issue. I don't want to follow impact every week. So to keep, I, I really only watch AEW. so to keep, um, this was a problem with WWE added so many shows. Cause I felt like to follow the uh, company, I had to watch like 10 hours of television and I'm not going to do that. So I didn't watch a lot of uh, a lot of the, the promotion granted a lot of a lot of uh, their stuff didn't cross over, so you didn't have to watch 205 Live, or even NXT. To, to well, in a way, you do because when the guys come up, a lot of times they don't do a very good job of explaining who they are. They just you, they assume you know them from N, from NXT. Um, so this, it's like, like they kind of say it, but they don't explain it enough for me to really know exactly what happened. So I don't want to uh, devote another two hours a week to Impact. So if you're gonna have uh, storylines that that uh, cross over Impact and AEW, you have to realize not everyone's gonna watch Impact. So you have to explain it on the show. You could do it really easy with a video package, um, like a even a minute, a minute video package. Knock a minute off a pretty pretty Pete's match and show um just what happened on um impact this also might entice me to watch impact what might entice other people to watch impact otherwise other than just briefly mentioning it um i don't know so anyway so apparently they want i have no idea what the storyline is there uh i mean this was fine uh kind of slot there was a lot of sloppy wrestling on the show i thought um mark quinn did this really dumb looking kind of it kind of reminded me of like old art. Uh, Ron Killing stuff where he would do f- like a backflip for no reason and then like hit a guy. I always thought that kind of stuff. So he did like a couple flips or like something, and then he kicked him. It looked very dumb. Um, another guy, he hit a very cool move, but he almost missed it. It was, yeah, it was fine. Uh, Isaiah uh, used a chair. So it's set up now Their their heels. So in a way, I kind of like that because – they started the Matt and, and private party uh, unit by automatically teasing they were going to break up, which just made private party look kind of dumb and, like, made you realize they're just putting them together to break them up. But I guess maybe they're going to reverse that and tease the breakup and they actually get together. But if you do that, you can't have it that Matt's, like, stealing their money. So it is it is it is flawed Uh in many ways i mean honestly they should have just put them together and then eventually comes out that he's you know stealing their money uh i don't know it's uh i don't i'm i i really want to like matt i I did like the one match he had the and i'm not really big on the on the wacky thing those wacky matches but i did like the the one they did on the the latest pay-per-view that one worked for me but He has like, he's caught. This is like the third, third or fourth like character he's had since he's been in, in AW came in, you know, as the, the, the broken guy. And then he became something. And now he's, now he's like this uh, sleazy agent, Matt Hardy. It's just strange. The guy's like one week from just one week. He totally reinvents himself. And he's a guy that's been around for, you know, 30 years or 20 years. Uh, I don't know. It's kind of a mess uh mgf and the inner circle backstage this was this was fine um talking about their match so the idea of the match is um they have the three different teams in inner circle they're all going to do a match and then one of them will be the official team that they push to go for the tag belts uh penelope ford versus uh layla hirsch i'm a layla hirsch fan penelope ford actually has a lot of charisma too Layla Hirsch, a great uh wrestler, very stock. She's like the female Taz, like a, the old school Taz. Um, I like her a lot. I think you could do something with her. Uh she probably needs like um something, a manager or something. Um Kip Sabian, Miro and the and the butler, Charles Taylor. Uh that that worked for me. It's it's silly comedy, but I find I actually found that funny. I, I do like uh Chuck Taylor as the uh, as the butler for Miro. That worked for me. Um uh, I was I I think I was making tea or something, so I didn't really watch a match. I'll, I'll be honest, but um, sh- I, don't know. Uh, I got a kick out of the stuff at, at the end, though. At the promo after, it was comedy for me that worked. So uh, nothing really bad to say about that. I mean, it's not like the greatest thing. I think uh, you could do a lot better with Miro than what they're doing, but uh, as a segment, I liked it. I thought it was fun. Um, so I think then Orange Cassidy came out. I stopped taking notes. So they're, you know, saying that's a breakup of the best friends. Uh, so then we had the main event. I mean, I was like uh, Chris Jericho. I like all these guys in the in the uh, inner circle. Um, a little sloppy the match itself, but um, MJF one kind of cheating, but yeah, I worked it. Uh, Gogo thought the highlight of the show was the Bucks and Don. Cal- I didn't like it. I, I thought it was bad. It went on. I thought way too long. And uh, I'm a big fan of uh, Don Callis, but uh, I like the Bucks as wrestlers. I'm not. Um, I don't know how what I think of them as uh, personalities outside of that, though. But uh, yeah, I thought this was one of the weaker, um, the weaker episodes. of dynamite now i'm a big fan um i like i like comedy and wrestling i thought it was too much of it it was all over the show um i don't want to harp on the on the kid being on the show because i mean obviously everyone agrees that's uh something you know they're doing the right thing and everything but it, it doesn't make for good television, I think. After The first one was great, but after that, like I said, I don't want to be here and brag on them. But anyway, I um, it's just one episode. It's just wrestling, kids. Not the end of the world, but it wasn't a great show. All right. So we're going to go over these questions, and uh, people who send in questions will get themselves a Royal Rumble number. Doug Barrett in the 2000 Royal Rumble, who are five wrestlers who tried to join the Rumble, but they didn't have a number. I assume he thinks this is trivia, and it's not. So, I don't know. I think 8-Ball and um, Butch, Butch, Bushwacker Butch, and um, Juventud Guerrera, maybe, and um, Paul Orndorf, and Highlander 2, I think. So, Doug Barrett... Get yourself, number 10, Doug Barrett. I don't want to rag on this, man. That's probably a good question, a good trivia. It's good trivia. I just I just was not prepared for trivia. David Matheny in the, the 2016 In Your Head Royal Rumble. He was the winner, and he would like another shot. Uh, quick and to the point, David Matheny. Big Dave. Number 14. You can also Zoom in tonight. uh, iwhwrestling.com slash Zoom. Get yourself a number. I'm not going to be on real late. I've got uh, leg surgery in the morning. Uh, Let's see. Brian Matthew Clutter. Does he have a number already? I don't think so. Uh, Okay. What's the best Mega Man game on NES? Ah, the original. That question might have been uh, proposed to somebody else on the show. But he's – I don't know what he's doing. 22, Brian Matthew Clutter. All right, Joseph Fargiagiorio. What would be a good merchandise idea for the boogeyman carrier? That's a really interesting uh, question because I don't know if you guys are aware of this, but um, I've had an idea. Uh, for the boogeyman character, back when back when he was all the rage, you know, all all the kids were talking about the boogeyman. He was a top merchandise seller. You know, everyone was like boogeyman this, boogeyman that. It was you know, people thought you know after the Austin era, what who's the next big star? And for a long time before Cena came around, that people thought it was going to be the boogeyman era. And so uh, a thing he was known for was eat was eating worms, real live worms, folks. Real live worms, he would eat them, grab them, ah, night crawlers. So, how do you merchandise that for kids? You think ah, I put some worms on a shirt? Everyone's got t shirts, folks. Sell gummy worms, bags of sacks of gummy worms, boogeyman sacks of gummy worms. They look like the burlap sack that he had. Reach in there, the kids are going, ah, eating the gummy worms. Brilliant. Why do they do it? Well, the gummy worms are fucking great, but they love the boogeyman. And then you've got to tell all your camera people, zoom in whenever you see the kids eating the gummy worms. So boogeyman comes out, all the kids, they're thinking they're boogeyman eating the gummy worms. You start panning the the crowd showing all these kids. They get home, like, Steve, Stevie, look, I was on the TV last night eating the worms. I go, oh, fuck, man. My daddy wouldn't bring me to the wrestling, you son of a bitch. And so like they're the talk of the town. They're they're you know, their classmates are living it up. They're like, whoa, did you see Stevie on the TV? God damn, he's the man. So you put Boogeyman out in the first hour. Kids go, are you eating boogeyman? Ten dollars, bam. They're like, mommy. Uh because now they're gone because a t-shirt you have it, you got it for for life, or at least till you outgrow it. Gummy worms, you eat them. Like, ah, oh, fuck. So she goes over. Buys another bag of gummy worms, another 10 bucks. Hour to another boogeyman segment. All ah, the kids eating them up. Bam, all over TV. No gummy worms again. Hour three main event time. Of course, Boogeyman's in it. Boom, another $10. Then you're going home, and the kids are, I ain't got no. And she's like, God damn it. Boom, gotta buy him another bag of gummy, Boogeyman gummy worms to bring home. Then, so that's $40. Then you're at home. Some of the other kids, you know, what if I live in you know some place wrestling doesn't go? I live in Newark. I'm sure wrestling goes in Newark, but I live in I live in you know some fucking dump. There ain't no wrestling coming here. So you're sitting in your room crying. Your uncle's Pete. He's like, God damn, little Billy, what's wrong with that boy? His parents are like, they're wrestling. It never comes around here. I'm like, well, god damn it, watch it on the TV. You got the talking box. And like, well, he does, he does. But he really loves that that boogie man. And he really wants to be one of them there, kids who eats the worms. are like, eating the fucking worms. What the hell? I thought he'd done outgrown that. No, no, I don't mean the fish and worms. I'm in the worms like that, like that man does on the TV. I'm like, Well, I'll go get him some more. No. No, Uncle Bobby, not worms. He needs a gummy worms. They sell them on the shop zone on the internet. He's like, whoa. I fell into some money. I won the lottery. I'm going to buy a little Pete, some gummy worms. He goes on the internet, goes to the shop zone. He orders a dozen packs of gummy worms to make little Petey happy. Little Petey for the next Three months. He's watching Raw, eating gummy worms. Bam! Good lord, look at all this money. Boogeyman gummy worms, folks. Gold mine. Anastasio Theodosius says good luck, bro. Gogo says it's not a new character for Matt. Big money. Well, okay, look. But he's saying Big Matt, Big Money Matt Hardy gimmick debuted at Impact. I don't fucking watch Impact. And most people watching the show don't. I can't just go and, and you can't you can't just assume everyone watching your show and knows everything that's ever happened in wrestling. I watch wrestling religiously for a long time, but I don't even know this. You can't just assume everyone knows anything, and it is a totally different gimmick that he's been on the show. He's like three or four different gimmicks already. It's too many gimmicks for one guy, and not even he's not even been in the company a year. Too much. Who the hell gets this number? Joseph Fargio Garanio gets number 11. That was a good question. Glad I got to uh, tell my uh, boogeyman story. It's been uh, in my head for a while. I wanted, to, I wanted a place to put it out there. Mike Bessler. What do you really think of the PS2 version of Fire Pro Wrestling Returns? Hot damn. That's one hell of a game. and put that right up there with um, Tag Team Wrestling. Good stuff. God damn. Mike Bessler, number 20. Mike. Bessler from the PWI Pro Wrestling Industry. By the way, join facebook.com slash group slash IYH wrestling. Kevin Paralysis wants to know who better than Canyon? No, buddy. I say not a soul. 24 for Kevin Paralysis. Kevin Paralysis. It's a good name. Good wrestling gimmick. Tony Gonzalez, do you think there will be another return this year like Edge did last year? Um, I would say no since there's no crowd, but what do I know? Um, Who would you bring out? Who's left? Who's left that can return? CM Punk? Do they put out the big money? Maybe. Maybe they put out the big money for Punk. I, I would not bring back Punk without a crowd, though. I wouldn't bring back anyone really big without a crowd. Uh Tony Gonzalez 19 Tony Gonzalez He's a good man Bruce Briscoe, why does AEW have so many angles that go nowhere example Ambrose knocked out backstage spears and his glove and Shaq Um I think they um it's unfortunate cuz it is, it is a problem I think some of this stuff well, I think the Shaq one uh the uh, Brandy probably getting pregnant probably uh, had changed how they were gonna do that. But I don't, I don't know that Shack stuff. If they didn't have like him booked to do a match or something, I don't know why you would even bring, bring him up. Uh the Spears stuff is weird because Spears uh, it seemed like they were going somewhere a few different times with him, but it never, it never happens. Um uh, anyway, Bruce Briscoe number sixteen, Bruce Briscoe. Is he related to uh the Briscoes? Is Randy Orton the best thing going right now in Raw? If so, I don't know. But um the stuff I see makes me not want to watch Raw. So what do I know? Uh was anyone else thinking Asuka was receiving the fireball treatment too? Daniel Sykes, probably. I have no idea and watch it. I should probably not host this show. I don't I don't watch this stuff. Daniel Sykes, uh, number five. I know Al Oob's out there. He's like, oh, he's saying he's quitting the show again. Uh, I mean, I enjoy doing the show, but I don't watch uh, a lot of wrestling. So I uh, don't know if it's really working anymore. I enjoy it. I know the people here in the chat enjoy the show. But uh feel weird hosting the show and not uh, watching anything. And I don't really want to watch it. So uh, Vic Giovanni. Do you think Vince pulled the plug on the Adam Pierce match at Whitey? Oh, do you think? Um, oh, do I think well yeah, cause um Adam Pierce was gonna fight um Roman Reigns at the Rumble, which I was actually interested in because I'm an Adam Pierce uh fan, scrap iron. But you would have to think the majority of the fans. But I don't know, because I would say the majority of the fans don't want to see that. But at the same time, from understanding, he's been a, an established character, so they probably did want to see him get, him get his ass kicked. And it's something you haven't seen. Plus, the Rumble itself is really sold, not to really buy pay-per-view, but the, the thing is really sold on the Rumble itself and not like a match. So um, I would have kept it on there. I don't know the—I don't know why you tease something and then you don't deliver it. Vic Chavoni, number six. Vic Chavoni. All right. Now I'm going to go to uh, the AMA question. All right. AMA. AMA. This one, I like this. Um. Tyler Stevens did a uh, It's Me, Incher, Alulb, and uh, and Lexar walking down the tracks from um, Lean On Me. Stand by me. AJ Ask Jack Anything. Tyler Stevens, I believe he has a, a number. Yeah. Uh, have you ever had to tell a lie? Well, uh, I, I would. I, it would be a dilemma because I'm the most honest man in all of podcasts. But if, if, if it came down where I had to save a loved one or something, I would, but I think telling one solitary lie to save uh, uh, someone's life or the world would still keep me as the most honest man in all podcasts. Steven Butler, have you ever ventured into Ben Affleck's and Matt Damon's neighborhood in Boston? Uh, I don't really know where they're from in Boston. So, I mean, it's possible. I just don't know. Uh, Tyler Stevens, do you enjoy a nice cottage roll? I don't know what that is. I tried as long as it didn't come out of someone's ass, like that uh, coffee Jason sent me. Part of me wants to try it, but I really don't want to drink something that came out of an animal's asshole. I mean, call me weird, but do you guys, guys girls out there, do you want to really drink a cup of coffee that came out of an animal's asshole? Um, Al Uub, Do you think the reason Incher got so many votes for Heel of the Year and why the fans are turning on him is because he's a part-timer now? Nah, I mean, I honestly think he's more popular than me. I think they just like to get a rise out of uh, the Inch Man. Did loop get a number? I don't think so. Oh, yeah, he's getting number 13. Dorian Doc Patel, have you learned any new skills with all these construction videos on the Facebook page? Yeah, there's a lot of uh, spam bots. And I don't get it because like they put these videos that, you know, how to make like a table and shit. Like what's the what's the benefit of that? I mean, it doesn't even sell anything. Like I can't imagine anyone's clicking it and they're making money. I don't get it. Dobbs, Dean, Maya, have you any... Idea- oh, Dorian Dark-Battel, does he have a number? I don't think so. Dorian Dark-Battel. Number 17. There's only one number left. <laughs> I know what it is. And you playing at home will know what it is, too. But we'll keep it here for the next person who's not does not have one. Dobbs Dean my, I know he's got one. Have you any idea what time it is? Well, it looks like to me it's it's it's, it's Vader time. Bruce Briscoe. I think I already gave him one earlier tonight, right? Yeah. Uh, do you think sting is really that big great right, as a wrestler icon considered his best years for hiding uh, in the rafters? I don't think it matters what his best. I don't know if that's really his best years. I think his best in ring stuff, um, was in the late eighties and the early nineties. A lot of people don't like the early nineties, uh, WCW match wise. I think they had some, they had some stuff in the lower card, not great, but the uh, high end stuff was fantastic. Uh, sting versus Vader. Great stuff. Um, uh Sting versus Regal, uh all, all that era Sting is great his most famous role where he was the most over was in the rafters but th- does that make him uh not that good no i i don't think it matters i think it's kind of impressive to to have a big run without uh without um having to wrestle i think he kind of gets he gets the shaft like people consider him like just this bum I think I don't. I don't know why. I mean, do I think he's like the all-time great? Like, no. But I think he's like you know, a tier low, tier under those guys. But I mean, look look at the longevity. He's been around for forty years, um, or almost forty years, four decades, seven, or eighties, nineties, teens, 20s. Bruce Briscoe. Uh Laquan Vanderpool Higgins. What's up with wrestling fans hating pregnant women? Weird. No, we need Entra on. I think intra likes the, the pregnant uh, cleavage or pregnant boobs, but he just hates the, the life that is inside. Nikhil Callahan. What's my favorite cheese? Interesting question. Favorite cheese. Well, I like mozzarella and pizza, but by itself, cheddar's good. I eat a lot of feta cheese and salads. I'm going to say feta for the moment. Favorite Seth Rogen film. Super bad. Favorite WCW moment. Um, Scott Hall walking. I mean, might not be my favorite, I thought about, but Scott Hall walking on the crowd uh, was pretty awesome. Favorite Royal Rumble moment? Uh, that whole, the whole one where uh, the 92 one where Flair won. Favorite raw uh, match of The Rock, honestly, The Rock versus Hogan at that WrestleMania. Favorite memory of the 1990s, uh, graduating in 1994. Favorite film of all time, Goodfellas. Favorite subject in school, math. Favorite city in the USA or other than your hometown? Hmm. I've had a lot of fun in Chicago. I've had a lot of fun in Boston, although Boston, everything closes early. I've had probably more fun in Boston because I've been there more often. Um, Lana, I remember Charlotte's nice. Um, again, it's just because I have a lot of memories there. Uh, I really like L.A. I, uh, it's got its issues, but I like L.A. Uh, favorite in-your-head interview? Hmm. Uh, Terry Funk. If I had to just pick one, it's hard to pick one, but I'm going to go with uh, Terry Funk. Huge fan of Terry Funk. Uh was uh, really – I thought um, it made me feel – I think the J.J. Dillon interview is what made me think I was good at doing interviews or deluded no, I think I'm going to. So, uh, But it's not necessarily my favorite, but I th- it's up there. It's really good. Um, but that was one I thought, like, oh, this is something we could do. But the Terry Funk was just my personal favorite. It was in the first year, um, getting Funk on the show, the Duckman call, me thinking, like, this is the end of the show when Duckman called, uh, and then it turned out very f- – I, I really liked it. I, I honestly think. Our interviews with Terry Funk and Paul Bear are up there with anyone's because I've heard a lot of Terry Funk interviews where they really focus on being serious, and that's that's great. He can be serious, but he's also very funny and and is not against being silly. And I, in my opinion, the in your head interviews with Terry Funk are top notch, just as good or better than any Terry Funk interview because uh, they cover both uh, serious Terry Funk. And the business and also fun Terry Funk. And to me, it's it's kind of what in your head's about. There's like there there is, even though some weeks maybe you don't see it, I think there is some a lot of substance to the show, but there's also a lot of you know just silliness, inane silliness. And uh, so I think he really fits into the show. So there you go. So we got one uh, letter, one number left. We're gonna give this to my co-host on without your head Trista Robinson she gets number 26 treacherous Trista um, so if you've not watched uh, and if people want uh, other numbers we'll we'll pair them up with people just let me know in the Facebook group and you can play along while we're watching the rumble it's always makes it fun because then you know you, whoever you get so and if you haven't watched uh, without your head since we've gone to video, That's on withoutyourhead.com and on YouTube slash uh, withoutyourhead. And that's uh, me, Terrible Troy, who is uh, one of the co-founders, me, Troy, and Inchman. Inch Uh, Inch left the show in 2011, I think. Uh, Annabelle took over for, I think, six or seven years. And then it was just me, Troy, for a while. And uh, now we have the third member, Treacherous Trista, a friend who I met um, on a film. She was the lead. I had a small part in it, and we stayed in touch. Uh, she's an actress out in L.A., and it's been a great time. And she's also a wrestling fan, so she's going to be coming on this show, um, I think, probably when season three starts of Dark Side of the Ring because she binge-watched uh, both seasons and really liked them. So I think uh, we'll get her on maybe as a segment, or maybe she'll guest co-host. We'll we'll figure it out, but it'll be fun. It'll be fun. All right. Parmesan from Vic Schiavone. Can't get away from Parmesan. It's good too. Gogo thirteen. Jason X from the Infrared Message Board is a fan of Fire Pro Wrestling Returns. So well, excellent. Uh, Steven Butler says, "Cayenne Tai, choppy, choppy, pee pee." Exactly. And Hoosier Highway says, uh, "Firmunda." It's not. I think. I think. Um, it's not too many cheeses I dislike. I there is a major cheese that I don't like. I'm not a fan of Swiss cheese. I'll eat it on certain things, but by itself, not a fan. It's got an off-putting taste I don't like, but I mean, I like blue cheese, and Parmesan, all the cheddars, Longhorn. You're getting, There's not too many cheeses I don't like, folks. All right. Well, that's going to be it for this week. I've got um, tomorrow, I have a surgery to fix these uh, alien veins in my leg. So I've got guess it's, what, five years ago now, I had uh, 14 inches of my colon removed. Correct, I turned 40, so, yeah, five years ago. Um, almost five years ago. I had uh, – everyone knows the story, but real quick. Uh, diverticulitis, uh the colon perforated, so I was filling with toxins. I was dying. I had emergency uh, surgery, moved 14 inches of colon. Uh you know, months in uh in and out of the hospital, rehab, and then uh where was I going with this? Why was I even talking about it? Oh, surgery. Uh so from there, uh the left side was weaker, which I didn't talk about a lot at the time later on. I did. Um, so when I was in rehab, I had to it was I want to say similar to someone has a stroke where you have to learn to use the left side again, but a much milder version. So I don't want to put it over that like I overcame a stroke, but i had uh I had to learn to compensate because the left side was weaker, so uh things like walking up walking up and down steps up right to heaven left to, uh so not right to heaven uh so you get when you go up a step steps or up a hill up always lead with your strong foot when you're going down, always lead with your weak foot. there's a the little thing I had to learn, but anyway, I'm fine now, but um, so left side from the surgery and, um, the trauma from the, from, uh, the colon and everything, uh, my left side got weaker. Also part of that was, um, I got varicose veins on the left leg, um, because of that, which I didn't notice for a long time until I started to lose weight and uh, walk a lot. And then my legs started to get uh, more tone. And so then I noticed, um, like crazy veins on the one leg. And, uh, so anyway, got it checked out. They're not hurting or anything, but they can lead to other things down the road. So it's best to get them taken care of. Uh, my insurance is going to cover it. So that's a good thing. And, uh, so I did some tests to make sure, like I said earlier, that they're not, uh, veins that are important, which I would think all veins are, but apparently not. And so, um, they're going to uh, inject them and close them down. And if that doesn't work, they're going to go in and remove them with uh, with little hooks. Right now, I'm wearing a compression. Well, I'm not at the moment, but uh, every day, I wear compression socks during the day. And uh, yeah. So if you've seen pictures where on one leg, I'll have like a big long sock, like a like in the summertime when I'm walking, uh, one leg will have, like, uh, have like a tie-dye or a pineapple. It's because uh, I... Wear a compression sleeve uh, to cover part of it's to cover the leg, and also it helps the circulation. But anyway, we're going to uh, get them fixed tomorrow. Um, it's supposed to take about an hour. He said it should be fine. There are cases where people you know are in pain after, or but most people aren't. But it's possible, so I might take some painkillers. We'll see. But uh... <coughs> excuse me. Hopefully. It's all fine. I'm trying to find a picture on my Facebook of it. If uh, people really would like to see. I don't know why you really want to, I guess. Here we go. We'll show you fine folks. All right. So, see, here's a leg. Here's the veins up here. They're kind of crazy. And then here's... uh, See, this leg's totally fine. My right leg, this is in a mirror, so it's a mirror image. Uh, my right leg's totally fine, and then my left leg has all these crazy uh, giant veins. Looks like an alien leg, I like to say. But anyway, we're going to get that taken care of is the plan. All right. So, uh, Jack, uh, Jack and interest should be back next week. Where do you get compression socks from? My wife needs them. And I got her some from Duluth trading company. Um, I got my, I got a, a pack on Amazon. Uh, pretty good deal. Cause I, you have to get the, um, you should wear the, uh, medical grade ones. And then these recent ones, I just got, they had a, uh, after, uh, like the clearance sale. So I got a, uh, this last pack I got, I actually just got them yesterday, was, um, it was uh, right after Christmas. It took a while to get because of the COVID with mail. But, but anyway, I got, um, what was it trying? Oh, so it was like a grab bag of them. You got seven. You couldn't pick which, what kind you got, like what color, because um, they're just like cleaning out their last year's inventory. But uh, I got a lot of cool ones. Like if you like silly stuff like me, it was good. Like one has, one has pineapples, Um But these are whole socks because I started – I went. I used to just wear the sleeve, but now they told me it's better to wear the whole socks from the toes up to your knee so you don't have your foot open. Um, But anyway, a lot of cool ones. The sleeves, I got at a place called Sleefs, S-L-E-E-F-S, if uh, you want the sleeves. uh, So wear some of my arms because they're good for uh, when you're out exercising. All right, guys. I'm going to get out of here. Thanks, everyone, for watching. Subscribe, like comments i know some trolls out there who dislike uh there's like three i think it's just brains under multiple accounts he likes to dislike uh the show multiple times under all his accounts as soon as it's up but whatever floats your boat if that gets if that gets your rocks off go for it uh i'll leave some comments are fun to see subscribe uh hit the bell icon so you can get notifications. And uh, we'll be back next week to talk about some more wrestling on our should be on our normal time Tuesday night. All right, folks. Goodbye. Hello and how do you do, everybody? This is Al Snow of Tough Enough of WWE of ECW and, and Chief Cook and Bottle Wilshire and anything else that'll get me paid. You're listening to InYourHeadOnline.com right now, which of course you know because you're at your computer.